Every week I connect with artists, entrepreneurs, and creatives around the world who are defining themselves and their successes on their own terms. We chop it up about challenges, triumphs, and everything in between to give you an inside look at unconventional paths for adding value to the culture. Y'all ready to level up? Let's go. Okay. Um, excuse me. Oh, thank you guys. How are you? Good. Everybody's feeling good? Feeling great? All right. Good. My name is Craig Hackey. Uh, I am a creative director and photographer and uh, just love people and love energy. I thank you guys for coming out and listening to us chop it up this evening. I'm Coley. I'm a communications and content director, and I am into equity and self-actualization. Good afternoon, evening. How's everybody doing? Well. <laughs> My name is Pendarvis Harshaw, Pen for short. Some know me as OG Pen. I'm a journalist, uh, communicator, educator, and a whisperer of the elders. I wrote a book called OG Told Me, which uh, features wisdom of elder black men in Oakland, and I'll love to tell you about it this evening. Hey, uh, my name is Adrian Octavius Walker, and I am a contemporary mixed media artist. And um, yeah, I'm new to the Bay, and I appreciate the energy also. I love it. Thanks for being here. Hi, my name is Faiza Farah. Um, I've lived in the Bay for a little bit, for about 12 years now. I grew up in Italy and Canada, and now I've been here for 12 years. I'm the founder of a startup in uh, Oakland called Third Space Media. And uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here to be talking to you all. And I uh, can't wait to hear from you guys as well. Hi, my name is Melissa Patinaud. Um As my last name says, I'm French-Canadian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> We're going to learn so much. Uh, I'm a designer, uh, and I just believe that good design can change the world, and that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I'm Felicia Reyes, uh, art director designer here in the Bay, uh, originally from New York. Uh, happy to be here tonight and looking forward to chatting with these cool people. And I'm Holly Murchison, and this is my podcast. So welcome, all of you, to Tell Me About Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you, because that's how that was supposed to work out in it. <laughs> um, first and foremost, before we dive in, I just want to say thank you so much to each and every one of you who are present in this space today. I'll, I'll tell you about what why Team A and why we're all here. But I also want to thank Mamacita's Cafe for providing the slamming food that y'all are grubbing on tonight. Um, also, big thank you to Zoo Labs for providing a space for us to have this conversation here. To all of the volunteers who helped make it happen, to Kafra and Co, thank you so much for your dedication to helping us see it through. And to the phenomenal panelists who are on deck today. And I'm, I'm super excited for you all to hear their stories and for us to just build around what it means to add value to the world through our work. So why Time, right? Why tell me about yourself? I, as you can hear that, you know, that space that's created when someone's like, what do you do? What are you up to? And you kind of like gasp or like die a little inside because you do so many things. Um, that question is something that's been on my brain for the last three years in my work. 
also shout out to the babies. I just want to give a shout out to right the generations of the generations that are present in this room and to the moms who make it happen. So if there are any parents who are here and on deck tonight, thank you for being here. Um, so for the last three years in my work, and I'll tell you a little bit more about me and my story as we engage with everyone here tonight, that question, I've seen it plague a lot of people. So I run a storytelling agency and speaker collective called Oratory Glory. And our work is really rooted in communication and culture and exploring the ways that how we communicate with ourselves and each other can really take everything we do to the next level. So with that, the biggest hurdle that people were finding in my workshops and my trainings and strategy was like, how do I talk about myself and what I do in a way that feels authentic and in a way that doesn't feel like some schmoozy, networky, I just want to get something from you exchange. And in identifying and outlining that question, I realized I struggled with it too, because like some of you, I'm sure I'm 33, I've worked 23 jobs. And so when someone is like, tell me about yourself, I'm like, <laughs> like glitching, you know? And I was like, how can I create a process and a framework around this that helps people better tell their stories to do good work in the world? And so that was the seed that planted this work that's happening here. So fast forward three years, um, I have a book releasing in September called Tell Me About Yourself, and it's six steps. <laughs> Dance break. Um, it's six steps for accurate and artful self-definition, right? And it's like, what are the easiest ways that we can learn? And we learn by doing and having examples. And so the book takes case studies and interviews from folks that I've had the pleasure of working with over the last three years and introduces this process for how to get your story out into the world. And more specifically, how do artists and creatives and entrepreneurs begin to tell their stories better? So I'm like, okay, how do we promo that? I'm like, I need to have conversations with all of the people who are doing dope work. And um, I have a back in television and radio I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while and I was like I want to create something that adds value and how many of any artists in the house or photographers keep your hands up entrepreneurs several things in one right I think there's this loneliness that comes with our work anybody ever feel lonely about the work that they're doing right right mm, who was that who took it to church in the back yes right so there's this loneliness that comes up and my partner and I have this conversation all the time about you know as we grow in community we learn in community from like k through 12 and in college and then we cut the cord and we go into the real world and we're isolated and that's not normal and not natural and so the intention behind the podcast is how do we have conversations with everyone who is feeling that kind of loneliness but still creating great work in the world to share some of those resources some of those pain points some of those hurdles so my hope tonight is through this conversation that we laugh together we cry together we learn together um, and that everyone walks away feeling a little more full in their purpose and how they're going to articulate and share their voice in the world. Does that sound good to everybody? All right. I feel like I got the baby's green light, so we are out here tonight. <laughs> also, um, we'll tell you how to tune into the podcast after tonight, but I have been, I have a list of like 60 of my closest homies who I'm inspired by, and I've been interviewing folks since October, and this panel is being recorded tonight. So this will actually be the first episode that is released next Wednesday. So thank y'all for being a part of the first <laughs> of uh, a new baby of mine. Not quite that's a gangster kind. That's like next next level baby. But I'm probably going to reference your baby about 75 times tonight <laughs> because I'm just at that stage in my womanhood where that's just what babies do to me. Um, so we'll have some conversation here. And I, I think that 
sometimes panels get you close to people, but not close enough to really engage in a way that you're like, I want to talk to you more. So um, I'll ask a few questions. I will open the floor to the audience for questions at, at one point. And um, we'll close out the night with you getting able to network and engage, actually not network, relationship build with each other um, before we get out of here tonight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is so exciting. I feel like we're um, about to drop a 16, though. I, you know, I might spit. <laughs> play the piano. You never know what. Yeah, I, that's all I'm ready. Me, 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 me. Anything can go down in here tonight. Mm-hmm. Just be prepared. Yeah. Hit me one more time. <laughs> okay. Um, so I want to lay the framework. I know you've heard a short intro from each of the folks here, but I want to start off with a question. Um, what's your jam and how did you find it? Oh, it's mm-hmm. down the line. Um, <laughs> my jam is is creativity, um, and I found it through exploration. I mean, much like Holly, I've had maybe seventy two jobs, not quite twenty three. I've had I've had a few more probably than you have, and um, I just believe that creativity is something that all human beings have, and I just want to pull it out of everybody. So that's not really a job or uh, my jam. Oh, I guess yeah, it is my jam. I'm sorry, it's just not a job. Yeah. That counts. Yeah. Yeah. I want someone else to go before. Are <laughs> you saving your jam? I don't know. I'm trying to. Don't I'm save the jam. Don't yeah, save the jam. jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like my jam is people. Uh, it's people. Uh, mm-hmm. People. Uh, I meet a lot of people. I'm really, really social. Um, and the folks I come around, like ever since I moved to the Bay, I like meeting, meeting you. You know, we. I didn't know that we were going to end up being in the book, you know, publishing the book and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy. Um, and I, like, just take things that I learned from other individuals and just apply it to my own self. And I make sure that I bring it back to that person. I collab with people. I make sure I stay in touch with folks. And it's people in the audience that I've met in the past and see them and they're here. And it's just like that energy is just, like, come back full circle. So I would just say people. People. Yeah, I follow that taxi. Um, I definitely think that my jam is uh, building bridges and being a conduit and connecting people, connecting information to people, people to people. Um, this gentleman here, uh, I don't even know where we met, but I know that I saw a photo of yours on Twitter, and I was like, man, let me check him out, see if he has an Instagram. And I was already following him on Instagram. <laughs> so I was like, dang, I, I guess we already connected. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really into being that conduit, as I said. Hmm. Same here. Um, all three of <laughs> of your answers uh, into one. So I I'm a designer, but to me it's creativity and it's connecting people, and that's what design is to me. Um, because the best experiences do, like can solve all sorts of problems, but that always starts with the people. Um, my gem is designing and, and not just graphic designing or not just designing um, anything in particular, but just curating, putting myself together in the morning, like deciding what's on my walls, like what my environment looks like and how it feels. And to me, that's not only something for me, but it's kind of how I communicate and express myself. So I am more of a quiet person who expresses myself in that way. So it's my communication, too. Uh, my jam. Um essentially is is getting free through vulnerability Hmm. Uh, 
but uh, to, to kind of ground that more, it's, uh, it's about kind of shifting the way people see uh, folks of color, uh, LGBTQ folks, uh, folks of varying abilities, different genders, figuring out ways to uh, center the voices of folks that have historically been marginalized. So that's, that's my jam. I love that none of the jams. My bad, Coley. You shared yours. You shared yours, right? It's because I was trying to save my jam. I, know. No, I, think, I think it's good that I saved mine because I, I actually think that everybody kind of had a portion of my jam. Like, I say all the time that I'm into self-actualization and my Instagram bio is like, knowledge is my stock and trade. And I think that that is what I'm into. Like, I want to meet more people and I want to connect and I want to figure out how I can help you self-actualize. And so I'm constantly like, but what do I need to know? <laughs> like, who do I need to know that's going to teach me the thing that I need to know so that I can help you find that thing? So it's like all of that <laughs> so that we can self-actualize. Yeah. I love that all of the jams, that was all the jams, right? Mm-hmm. I, you see, none of the jams are jobs. And I think sometimes we get caught up in the title of like, here, I am what I do and that's it. And I think your jam really drives the moving parts of all of the different things that you have. And you can have a gazillion jams. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question to y'all is, how does your jam show up in your work? And mm-hmm. what are you most excited about that you're working on right now? I can start there because that <laughs> my self-actualization is my jam. Uh, and it's basically all of my work. I am the co-founder and CEO of Coffer and & Company, and we are a dream incubator. Um, and so what that means is that we have both community and also kind of like corporate nonprofit clients. And you can come to us for like a three-month project. You can come to us if you're Holly like, here's my whole life and all of the dreams, and we're going to get you from point A to, I don't know how Holly's has like... This past Z, like a lot of a lot of points. Um, so for me, that's figuring out like, okay, what is the best version of this thing that you've decided to come to, or like, what is particularly if it's like PR or something with um, a personal client, what is the best version of your self, and how can I tell the world about that best version? And so that's me, like trying to take you or your company or your three month project, your book, whatever, to the next level every time the ultimate level every time. <laughs> you keep looking at me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like, so I know I'm I told you not to put me in this seat, by the way. Um, and you got me with the Wonder Woman mug over here, too. This is how y'all, this is how they do me, just in case y'all didn't know. I'm sorry. This is, yeah, this is you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I knew, you knew what you were doing. Um, I mean, f- for me, I'm, I'm the creative director of a company called Few of Many. And our goal is essentialism and, and always trying to find, you know, the essential voice, the essential design, the essential feel. Um, for me, I'm really excited right now about photography again. I mean, I've been a photographer on and off for the last 15 years and some professional, some not. And now I'm in a position where um, I get to put out a book in a few months and <laughs> called Igami. Yeah, <laughs> the Kafra Gami, okay. Um, and I think, you know, for me, as I said, I've been through so many different jobs and I love the fact that what Holly was talking about in terms of your jam not having to be your job. Uh, I, I wish that all of us, you know, can get to to, to that level. Um, and so every day I'm just trying to figure out how to be creative all the time as, mm-hmm. as, as much as I can. And sometimes that means 
watching documentaries all day. I'll be honest with you, you know, and I think that's 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 part of it. But um, I think a lot of it is, you know, really just it's, it's exploration. You know, I think as humans, we've been built to explore, right? And so maybe I'm not exploring worldly, uh, you know, new treasures and stuff like that. But you know, this this idea that I'm exploring my creativity constantly. So uh, that's how I'm, I'm I'm down to bring my jam every, every day. And anybody else who wants to get creative, y'all want to get creative? Let's let's make it happen. I guess what I'm most excited about is the uh, platform that I'm building. I'm raising capital right now. Shout out to all the people. Every time I look up, I'm like, yo, 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 yo. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm capital raising right now, and we can go into struggles in a second. Let me know when that oh, question yes. comes up. <laughs> struggles, that's like that's challenges, the rest of the conversation. challenges, forces. <laughs> Not yet. All right, so um, I'm building a platform, um, and and it's a it's a video streaming uh, subscription based platform. I'm collaborating with a bunch of independent content creators from all around the country that usually have their stuff on YouTube, but I'm like, yeah, no, nah, don't do that. You know, come and join this platform, and let's uh, let's not only just have a seat at the table, but let's build our own table and own that table and own that seat, so it's our permanent seat, and uh, have a really great kind of revenue uh, streaming, a revenue sh sharing um, model that I'm really excited about. I'm excited about that because um, I think about like Chaz the Rapper and like what the three symbolizes to me and like how how he represents like black boy joy and independence and freedom and power and ownership. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I'm into. I'm into owning our stories, empowering each other through uh, economic liberation as well. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, right now, I'm mostly excited for, um, I'm, I started this shirt I'm wearing right now, it says Black Women Over Breathing, and um, I didn't know where I was going to take it. Uh, with the help of my wife, she's always putting some, plugging something in my brain, mm -hmm. always, always. And uh, what I did was I put on an exhibition called Black Women Over Breathing Exhibition in my hometown, St. Louis, and uh, from there I was like, we have to go on tour. And what that is, is to empower black women artists. Uh, it's really hard for, I mean, black people as a whole, but black women, you know, really overlooked. And it comes down to a lot of things, definitely in the art world. And I just want to house them in a way they can showcase their art in different spaces around the, the world. I'm going to manifest that and say around the world okay. because mm -hmm. people have been hitting me up already. It's like, when are you going to bring it to New York? When are you going to bring it to Chicago? I'm like, right now, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah. So holler at me. So that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, it's a, now I can put on my resume as a curator and curating the Black Women Over Breathing exhibitions around the world. Mm. Yes. That's just me being hyped yes. in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know. It's hard to follow. Um, well, for myself, I do, I'm creative every day. That's what I try to do. I try to solve all sorts of problems. Uh, how that shows up in my day-to-day -day work is, uh, well, I'm co-founder of Few of Many with Craig here. Um, and we have all sorts of different clients, which I love. So we're in talks um, to try to help a... Um, Actually, I think they're a nonprofit, but I'm actually not sure. Uh, but 
and homelessness, you know, using design to be able to create solutions, uh, to be able to transition on unhoused uh, individuals. Um, other other projects is helping uh, people with beautiful ideas like Holly and try to build those. Uh, partner with great people and great ideas helps uh, young entrepreneurs, help startups to you know do business development and help them get their ideas out in the world. Um, my work jam right now is, it's interesting because I'm in that place of, you know, I have the, the day job, the, the day job that, you know, I'm happy that I have and I, and I really worked hard to get there, um, but isn't completely fulfilling everything. So now my journey is, well, fill that space. Like you can't, um, walk through this world and spend all your time doing something that's not really making you happy. Like what's what's that so I've been you know exploring my creativity again picking up the camera again silk screening again drawing again like um to kind of hone that back in so it's kind of an interesting place for me to really talk about you know you know what are you doing at work it's like I don't know I don't want to talk about that right now like let's talk about the fun stuff you know what I mean so yeah that's where I'm at with that I understand you wholeheartedly, man. Nine to five job. Um, currently in my nine to five job, I work for a company called Policy Link, where I do uh, advocacy and research. And so I um, advocate for bills that benefit uh, specifically boys and men of color in California. And through that job, I do a lot of uh, re repetitive things, um, contact legislators or edit videos that show the importance of not kicking kids out of class and repetition, doing something over and over again. So when you ask what I'm excited about, I'm excited about repetition. You know how hard it is to be excited about repetition <laughs> that's crazy but seeing the growth through that repetition seeing the growth through repetition getting better at editing videos getting better at my daughter here getting better at changing diapers mm. like now I can do it in the dark <laughs> don't tell her mom that I can do that you know but um but repetition and as an artist that's something that's where where discipline comes into play when you do something over and over again um one of the OGs that I interviewed said we we're not getting older we're getting better mm. and, yeah. and through that growth through that time invested in repetition that's where you see growth, you see maturation. And so that's what I'm excited about. Yes. I like that's rare. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited repetition. about repetition. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm glad that someone. I'm, I'm excited, excited about the growth that comes out of it, yeah. the, the byproduct. Yeah. But it's important because you have to fall in love with some component of the process, right? right? In order to be able to do something to get the end goal, the growth that you want. And I want to play a quick clip from um, one of the guests who's going to be on the podcast. His name is Kingston Faraday. He's a trans actor and activist doing incredible work, not just here in the Bay, but beyond. And and a big part of the theme that came up in our conversation was process. Hashtag critter life. Hashtag critter life. Okay, so I have two questions <laughs> about the, this, this critter life, right, and this concept of just pouring your love into what you do. How do you fall in love with the process? You have to re-fall in love with it every day. Every day you have to re-fall in love with the process because I fall out of love. I just fell out of love last night with my <laughs> whole process. I did. I did because I had to wake up at 6.30 a.m. and get ready and go to rehearsal. And that was on the back of waking up at 6.30 a.m. yesterday and getting to bed at 1 a.m., you know. And so I fell out of love like immediately started having these this conversation in my mind like oh I can't stand that person in my class <laughs> oh I can't stand my scene partner making and this is intrusive <laughs> right making up and that's all it is is when our we're tired 
you know, we're overwhelmed or we're confused about where we are in our craft, then we our our minds are computers, mm-hmm. you know, and they will start making and creating associations that are not necessarily true. And our, our minds are working, you know, millions of miles a minute, a second. And we have to be able to differentiate between what is true and what is our mind attempting to make an association to explain how we feel. Right? Coming through with the gospel. I heard some mm's yeah. like, yes, because I'll be at work like, I can't stand such and such or X, Y, Z, right? So I I know for me, my process changes and evolves over time. And I think that we don't give ourselves enough room to change and grow. Like that process that worked for you six months ago, you might have grown out of that by now. So for each of you, especially those of you who are working a day job and creating on your jam at night, what is your process for moving through life and getting things done? Uh, I can speak on that. I haven't even brought up my day job. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I'm not ashamed about it, but I just, whatever. Uh, I'm an assistant editor at this company called Visco uh, here in Oakland. And, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of like a robot. I do the same. But I, uh, I kind of do things in order. Uh, get up really early, go to the gym. You know, I know I got to be at work around like 839. And, but that whole time I'm at work, like the job that I do, I'm working with people or I, I get to work with people. So I'm creating content, stuff like that. Uh, so with those ideas I come up with at work, I'm also like just thinking about it, how I can apply this for my own stuff. Um, and it's, it's a really, it's a good place for me because I'm able to express who I am as an artist and how I can uh, apply my process to the work that I love and that's photography and that's like, like I said, people and being able to explore these like different paths and like doing that and creating and working with like things like InDesign. So I'm like learning all these different things or whatever at the same time and I get to bring it at home. Craig Mel, y'all got processed like a mug. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you you, you do have to let it evolve. You know, I don't think that a lot of people they don't tell you that. You know, they they kind of tell you that this is this is your formula and then you stick to it, right? But I I think some of the the best creatives that I'm influenced by, that I'm inspired by, they constantly change their their process, if not their medium, if not their job, right? You know, and so like one of my big influences, you know, is Andy Warhol, and not because of necessarily because of the impact that he had but because of his process and I love what Penn said you know in terms of like just falling in love with repetition like I'm, I'm an athlete you know and I have been for for a long time and I played football for 13 years and like that's that's real man like to really to, to fall in love with with you know with the process and but it's hard it's not easy and then I loved what you know I, I didn't catch the guy's name who was who was who's the clip we heard but like that it, that idea of like, yeah, it looks sexy on Instagram. Yeah, it looks sexy. We might be on a panel, right? And please keep it. I'll keep it real. Like I'm not. I'm not that cool. But like, it's 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 hard. It's repetition over and over again. But process is important because it's something that you can teach and pass on to other people. And I think that's what my you know my wife and my partner has taught me the most about. You know, is it's like it's not about like oh having to wake up and do the same thing over and over again. It's really about like you can create this process you can create this thing and you can teach it to somebody else so that they can build what they need to build. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right? And it's more it seems. Process. <laughs> process. Um, but yeah, the process changes every day, every week, every... And it's exploration about what's going to work for you and what works for you today is not going to work for you tomorrow. And sometimes it's forcing you to get into something that's that you think is going to be a tool to get you to the next place. And sometimes it's just, you know, appreciating the moment. And sometimes it's meditation. And sometimes... So it goes round in a circle. And so to me, it's about exploring and, yeah, exploring what works for you. Exploring everything. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, uh... I just want to lend some perspective for folks. I don't process doesn't necessarily come easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm a writer first, right? And so for me, um, that was just like what I was good at. Um, in my head, it was like, oh, I'm better than everybody else at that thing, and that was like natural, and it was like that's where I was going. Um, and one of my favorite writers, Nikki Finney, said something to me in undergrad that I definitely like didn't understand until now when I like moved into entrepreneur, not just writing. That was repetition is holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's like a, it's important, right? You repeat the things over and over. <laughs> but I think that like once I started taking the writing more seriously it was like no it's holy because it's actually like turning me into something else right it's like it's creating my form it's like actually defining who I am right so it was like the more I wrote the better I got which was good because I thought I was good to begin with right but then I decided like oh I want to be a business owner and like I want to like employ other people and I want to like build something that's bigger than what I know now and that's a whole different set of skills for me and my like writer tourist nature right because I tell Holly all the time my um my most preferred state of being would be like laying like like doing nothing <laughs> like my like it's like you yeah do tell me like that that's it I like I I hate like honestly I absolutely like abhor meetings like I hate having to live by my calendar I don't like it but I want to change the world like that is a real thing and I want to build something that in my head I already know requires like at least 40 employees right and so that like we can't all just like get up and like go downstairs and just decide we're not gonna work today right like literally it's now repetition is holy because it's like a prayer for me right like I had like one-on-one check-ins with my contractors yesterday and I wanted to cancel them and I was just like but if you cancel it you're not gonna know what's going on you're not gonna be able to give the report to the client like you're gonna so it's now it's just like I do it because I know that like me going through like me whatever kind of whatever feels I have right which is just me falling out of love with the process because in the beginning I'm like yes we got employees like we want to have the meetings if I can just get past that I know it'll get me to the next day right and then I'll be better than I was yesterday and so in my head I'm like trying to get to that like that best version of me and it just that requires like putting meetings in my calendars and taking phone calls that I don't want to take and I yeah it's it's difficult it's not easy it's like me teaching myself to do it every day yeah yeah, 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 sure, sure. You better be. I didn't cancel the meetings. I didn't cancel the meetings. <laughs> you know I, mean? I had them. 
And we'll talk about more of the hard part underneath that, but Penn. I was going to say, yeah. we, should have, we should have more meetings where we just lay down. Everybody. <laughs> just straight horizontal meetings. <laughs> you bring your pillows. Hor- I'll bring meetings. my pillows. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Some startup company is doing that somewhere. I'm sure of it. <laughs> right. Um, I was also going to point out that, that at the point of creation, at the first point of creation, you had already established a process. Hmm. Maybe you didn't know it. Maybe it came naturally. Maybe you just got mad and you started rapping or whatever. You know, like there was a process that was established. And so I have a friend, Champ Green, I quote him often. His saying is that the origins are gorgeous. The origins are gorgeous. You go back to that point. So no matter, no matter how far you stray or how far you evolve um, or devolve sometimes, <laughs> but uh, that going back to the origins, I know that's something that I rely on heavily. Um, and it, it keeps me focused, um, especially when it comes to that repetition and that discipline. Yeah. I want to get to some of the hard parts. And uh, this clip I'll play for you next is from one of my favorite. I'm going to say this about all the interviews, but one of my favorite interviews um, is with Vanitha Watson. And she's actually the ED of this Zoo Lab space here. And I was like, I want to talk to as many brilliant people as I possibly can. And I asked her specifically, like, what are some of the hard lessons that you've learned through this? And we'll hear from y'all next. But here's Vanitha's response. There, there had to be some hard lessons through through these roles. What are some of the most defining moments and challenging lessons you've learned? Hard lessons is I can't do everything by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah, even though I thought I could. um, I told you my process now is to hold the people I'm serving in line, but that was something I really had to learn. Yeah. Because if you don't make things that people want, um... Why make them? And you don't even want it. Like when it comes down, when it came down to it, I was like, I don't even want my bedding. It's so pretty. <laughs> I don't want to sleep on it. You know, so, uh, you know, we make these things um, and realize later that what is the purpose? Hmm. And that was, that's a hard lesson. The other lesson I learned was go big or go home. You know, if you can't dream big and if you, think that you don't deserve the best people around you, you might as well go home. It's not even Sunday, but that's a word right there. (laughs) Agreed. And I know y'all are all reaching for some, it was, I wasn't like, yes, girl. Um, (laughs) Because I feel that way too, very much like, and I like Craig, I'm an athlete. I grew up playing basketball. So I'm like, yo, we play to win. And, and I am not thinking about myself in competition with others. I'm always thinking about how can I become the best version of myself? And for that, that requires going big or going home. So as all of you think about your process and like ish gets hard, right? What are some of the hard parts that you've had to face and how did you mount those hurdles? <laughs> Challenges. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So let me just hold the mic for a second, y'all. No, I'm We gotta get you a bed. Yeah. There's a lot that's hard. You know, uh, when you're on Facebook or you turn on the news and you see another black body get murdered, it's hard to get out of bed, you know? To me, like the day stops, but but it can't stop because I, I, I have a nine to five and I have people depending on me and I got folks that I'm, you know, collaborating with that I really value their time. So the world can't stop. So how do you for me, how I think about this all the time, like how 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 do I get out of bed? How do I just go to brush my teeth and how do I take a shower? How do I do all those things? And it dawned on me like, oh, that sounds like depression, actually. <laughs> oh, you're depressed, you know, and this is a really depressing world and being 
a black, dark-skinned black girl in America is really fucking hard. Mm. Can we square on this? I guess we can. I just was saying ish for the baby. Okay. Sorry, baby. I'm here for it. Get it out. <laughs> Express yourself. Yes. True. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard. And there, there's a lot of other challenges with like being a founder. I know lots of people here are entrepreneurs or have their own businesses or artists. And there, of course, there are other like challenges. But fundamentally, you know, when I leave the country and then I come back, it's like there's like this uh, chronic pain, this like gnawing chronic pain that I'm used to when I live here. And then I leave the country and then I don't feel it for a second. And I'm like, yo, that was some chronic pain. I didn't even know it was low frequency chronic pain. And then coming back, it's like, whoa, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard. So, so there's a, there's a Toni Morrison quote about, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim because I don't know verbatim, but what it generally is, is like racism is a distraction, right? What would we create if we weren't constantly trying to prove to people that we are human beings, you know, mm-hmm. that our lives matter, that we need to be safe and, and need to feel like this country is ours as well. So I get on with the work. And and some days I don't. Some days it's a, it's 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 called a lying down meditation <laughs> that I like to practice. Um, and 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 then some days I it feels better because I get to be in in a room with with friends and folks that that share the struggle and and and. Call, call me, call me like, oh, I heard about the Muslim ban. You're Muslim, right? You can, can you leave? Are, are you good, girl? Mm-hmm. Morgan, like, are you good? You good? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not good, actually. No, I'm not good. Don't know if I can leave the country. Don't know if I can come back if I leave the country, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. Distractions and get on with the work, you know? Mm. And it's, it's one of those things like whenever you lose balance, pick something to focus on, right? Kind of bring yourself back. And that could be so many things, the person that you call when you're feeling that way, the, you know, your art, whatever it is to bring you back. Cause a lot of days are hard, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to, you know, be a, you know, even being a, being a creative, like, what am I doing today? Why am I doing this? Like the, you know, the speaker said, like, well, what is the point of this? Is this, is this even worth it anymore? Like those things are real and you do have to really bring yourself back and hopefully you have a support system to do that like I know for me it's definitely my family like I'm going to Puerto Rico tomorrow so like I'm about to get that reset you know what I mean like just be with my family lay on a beach and like just really reset because because it can be really overwhelming you know in in work in life you know it's 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 a lot so and, and we deserve to take a break and step back for a second because if we're out of balance, we're not helping. So it's like you have to stand strong so you can be influential, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But how do you deal with the, um, like the, your, your friends or family? Like, oh, you're a creative, oh, you're an artist, everything, you know, your life is easy, right? Like, oh, it's, you know, you're supposed to be just creating all day. Like, this isn't yeah. that hard, right? Like, yeah. they look at other artists and stuff like that. And like, how do you, anyone, like, how do you guys deal with that if, if you do deal with that? I think, oh, what? Oh, <laughs> I was gonna chime in. Raise your hand if your family knows what you do for a living. 
And I, I think that the there's this this mantra that I that I'm practicing every morning. It's like the universe can only do for you what it can do through you, right? Uh-huh. And it's that ownership of like this is my role, and some people may not understand that. And mm-hmm. it used to frustrate me that my mom couldn't tell nobody what I do, but I'm like, my mom's not my customer, right. and my mom's actually really proud. So go ahead, mom. Whatever version sounds good to you, like whatever Facebook photo you want to share. Like my dad's like resharing posts, and I had to get okay with it because like that's the frustration of an artist right we're sensitive mm. about our shit sometimes people aren't going to un- understand it and that's okay because there's still work to do sure. right like it's about the work um, and when I focus on that that helps me be like yeah. it's cool y'all don't get it that's nice. cool that's another part of my life where I don't have to engage about work that's actually great that's like great right so, um, I, mean, I think that's one of the, the lessons I've learned is that that you is that that part is so hard for me anyway you know what I mean to describe to other people what it is that I'm doing and then for them to ask me like, oh your life is it's great right it's great I'm like yeah yeah it's good it's cool I'm, I'm loving it it's all good but there are there's some you know there's definitely some hardships you know and, and I think you know like you you are what you think you are and I think that's where sometimes I get caught up in like thinking about some of what these other people might be thinking about me right I'm, and and uh, I think that's you know one of the hardest things that I've had to get over you know it's like yeah my, 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 I guess my, my mom she understands my sisters you know my cousins I don't know they, they understand I guess I can piggyback off of that. Yeah. Like, uh, letting go was really hard mm. for me. Um, at one point when I, like, quit my first job and to pursue, what, I didn't know what I was pursuing, honestly. Mm. But uh, it led me to, like, a lot of open doors and different, like, opportunities uh, to where I am now. And I still kind of struggle with letting go of things. Cause, like, yesterday is always going to, like, just bank it all, like, yesterday, like, yesterday's problem and I kind of let that linger in to the next day and I need to like learn I'm still learning to let things go like what happened at the job I'm talking about it the next day I need to be focusing on what's going on now you know Mm -hmm. and like just processing that and knowing that the same friends that were there 10 years ago that I've been riding with aren't the same or if we're not on the same path and letting them go. And like the conversation, the conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you know, um, you said you were on your, you, you know, you're, I'm going to put your business out. <laughs> you, you, you're, you can put it out there. You, you, I'm going to put it out there. She, you, you said, you told me like you're on your uh, way to your first million. You know, that's what you want. I ain't never heard a friend say that, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, damn, I need to leave some of these cats alone because they're not talking about that. <laughs> you know? So, like, you know, being, like, me and Morgan, me and my wife, he's like, yeah, yeah, we need to, we need to hang out more hollies. So, like, thinking about that, you know, it's just like letting, it's not like I'm, like, going to stop talking to them, but, you know, that every day phone call every morning or just, like, checking in and stuff like that and feeling bad for not checking in, you know, hmm. uh, it's, it's okay, you know. So I want to yeah. say, like, you know, letting go. Was, yeah. I want to jump in on that because some of you have touched on, like, you. what I love about each of you is the way that you work in community, and I think that's so special. I think um, also tied to letting go is that, that solo move, like, got to do it all myself. I need 30, 375 tasks. Like, no, you, like, you're going to die. Just, like, stop. How many 
you try and take it all on, right? I can do it all. I can brave it all. You said, no, not you anymore. Mel is on deck. Yeah, I'm cool. Like, um, I'm, I'm cool with the Coley plan, you know what I mean? Some days I listen, just be, you know, horizontal with it. Delegation will change your life. <laughs> so curious to know two parts. How did y'all build your tribe, right? Those people who fill you up, who keep you grounded, who keep you honest. And what does that look like in your work? How you build tribe and then how do you build team? Yeah, this I feel you like I can start with. Yeah, because okay. people are. Um, I think that I was lucky enough to have just grown up in the South with some other like hardcore black women that are just like gonna tell you about yourself, and that is like my. I don't know, my best friends who I've known since I was high school, I know that I could like literally call them now and say, this is what was happening. And if it's me, they will be like, you need to get your life together. Like literally in that word, in those words, right? And I think that that kind of like nature, that, um, I don't know, just that, that thought process is still how I've been like curating my life with people, right? I feel like I knew when I was younger, like whatever circumstances I was in, it was just like, this cannot be my life. Like, this is not really it. Like, I'm not really supposed to be here. So I got to figure a way to get out of this. Right. And, and I didn't have all of the information. So I was constantly like, okay, I know that like, I have a filter for like, what's going to seem like bullshit and like, whether you really have it together, whether you're really doing it. And I know that I need some other people. So I'm constantly like putting myself around people that I feel like are smarter than me. And I have no problem saying like, this is my friend because, you are smarter than me because I know that you're going to know something like when I the same way I build my team like I know that you are better at the thing that I need you to do than I would be like it's fine for me to have that vision but I need you to be better at executing it and so mm-hmm. that kind of like just looking for people who are like excellent who their their standard is excellence and then not that I've always been great at it, but just like really keeping the bullshit filter like very, very high. Like now, and you know this because like it can be anybody. You guys know me. Like I'm just like, that's not it's that's not it. Like if it's not if it's not in alignment with like my vision, which I already think is it's it's hard enough for me to hold on to my own vision. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard enough for me to kind of, like, stay in line with that. So if I feel like it's someone who's going to get us off track, if I feel like it's someone who's not willing to do the work, they're just talking about it, like, then I'm just kind of like, we can't, we can't fuck with that. We can't do that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Or we, we did say we were. Uh, we're going to green light them, but okay, cool. Penn said the baby needs it, so. Okay. <laughs> it's on deck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tone it down. I'm going to keep I'm keeping a tally now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I that it's just that meter. And to be fair, like that conversation about um well, with Holly telling you like she's on her way to her first million, like that kind of when I find someone and I'm like Oh, you're talking about something like I've never thought about or like you're thinking about things in a very different way than I'm like, we need to stay. Right. And like when Holly and I like first started connecting around work, it was like, oh, you really believe in these crazy, outrageous ideas and we're really going to get it done in this time, even though we said like we know it's impossible. That kind of thing. Like I'm I'm for those people. I'm like (laughs) there. (sighs) 
Oh wow, see, I Obviously got some hit, deep tribes. Yeah, yeah. So. you hit you, the vision though, like knowing your vision. Yeah, that's big. I mean, I think that's hard. That's hard. It's a, I mean, in high school, you know shit about yourself, and you think you're running with the right people, and then you stay with those people Jesus. for however long, right? But like, you really didn't know who you were at 18. Like, you you know, I, I'm 33, and I still don't know who I am technically. And so, mm. I think that's huge. Like knowing your vision. And that's uh, to me is how I've been able to find my tribe, how I've been able to find you guys. You know what I mean? Because, and that's you're right. Being truthful. Yeah. Don't be too. Don't be too truthful. Though. Don't hurt nobody in Coley. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, you gotta trust you, She laughed. You, you heard her laugh. I know, right? Right? She's like, well, I heard. I heard a couple people yesterday. I actually I'll hurt yeah, who I, I want. Yeah, I heard a couple people this morning. You know that's no. how I get that. I just feel like that's what we need. You know, in our team. Sorry, we. Holly and I work together. You guys hmm. know this already. Um, and, and most of the people I've worked with. Yeah, together. we all work together. We yeah. haven't. We're gonna make it happen. Um, I that like now we're practicing this like radical awareness and, and like radical transparency in my which I think to the team might seem annoying, right? Because it's just like I need to know exactly. Like everyone knows what everyone is doing. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows like what we have to get done this week. But I think it's just like if we're just keeping it honest, right? Like if we're constantly being honest with each other and constantly letting each other know like okay well you're not you're messing up this week not you're effing up like you're messing up this week that's we keep each other better I think we make each other better at least we grow from truth Uh, I'm a believer in that um, aside from the journalism and the the political stuff uh, I I throw parties in the backyard in West Oakland for with a group called Regulars Only Um, and um just recently we threw a party and it was my idea. I spearheaded it and I kind of took all the weight on my shoulders. And then my homeboys realized that I was struggling. So the guy who's real sociable was like, I work the front desk and make sure people are welcome when they come in. The guy who's used to be a hustler but good with money, he's like, you know, <laughs> I work the front desk with them so that we make sure the money's good. <laughs> right, exactly. And knowing people's strengths and strong points and even mm. here with my partner here and our daughter, um, knowing that she's a late night person, I'm an early morning person. Mm. So I'll take my daughter in the morning. She'll, she'll make sure she has her at night. Mm. And so knowing uh, the people around you's strengths and skills, um, that's something that, that you need to know truth you need to know what their truths are and once you take that you can build on that so yeah yeah. Um, Yeah. I would I would say uh, how I form my tribe is basically being around people that's going to tell me about myself mm-hmm. uh, you know just not they, they're not going to like let me do anything dumb you know say anything they're going to check me you yeah. know put me in my place uh, if I'm struggling with like a project or I'm doing something as far as like shooting digital with film my friend Junebug it was in the audience it's not going to let me shoot with that digital you know what I'm saying just stuff like that <laughs> you know so it's like just being around individuals that's going to put me in a better place uh, and like holding on to those individuals, Why? those people who just like being honest, like what you said, you know, uh, that's kind of like how I'm like, I guess I could say I'm forming a new tribe, like everywhere mm-hmm. I go. And it's just like those other folks are just falling off. You know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to share with y'all a clip from uh, an interview I did with <laughs> Tanya Rapley. Anybody follow my fab finance here? Tanya is super dope. Uh, she's a nationally recognized millennial money expert and she's just extra bomb. And we talked about building a team because uh, uh, we had similar hurdles around trying to do it all ourselves, wanting to scale and build new revenue streams. Um, and here's what she said when I asked her about it. How do, how do you choose who you bring on board to your team? Yeah, one of the most valuable things I've learned in hiring people is um, you can't hire people who want to be you. Mm. Like that's a very valuable lesson and not necessarily you, 
But it's very like a lot of people are building their own brands and they are looking for side work so they can continue to build their own brand, which is great. But sometimes that comes at the expense of the work that they're doing for you. Um, so early on, I was just happy to, you know, if the person was nice, I would bring them on. I'd be like, oh, she's nice. <laughs> she has a clean social media profile. Like, I think we can work. Um, but also realizing like what I need from people and um, people, there are certain people who work with you out of necessity and work with you out of like, this is what their passion is. So I've become better at learning to hire people who are passionate about the work that I need them to do. And not necessarily people who need to fill a need um, or feel a financial need. So they're willing to do the work that you want them to do. Right. Um, that's really critical, especially if you're a freelancer or work independently or a solopreneur looking for support in your business. Um, because it, it gets frustrating. It can be frustrating when you have an assistant who they're supposed to be delivering something to you and you get on social media and they promote their upcoming webinar. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like what happened? What happened to that email? You supposed to send out a couple of minutes ago. Right. We um, had a plan. <laughs> so a note to those of you as you're growing your teams and like nice, nice is cool. And what we say back is chill, don't pay the bills. So having the right people on your squad. And the next thing that Tanya said in that conversation that really stood out to me was, you know, your vibe, your tribe, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I was like, oh yeah, like, like attracts like that energy that you put out into the world. Um, so I'm curious for you all, like you, you keep the good vibes going, you got big ideas. What's failure look like for you and how do you bounce back from failure? Mm. What Jay-Z say? He's probably, you know, it's a lesson, right? Legacy, legacy, it's legacy. Not, <laughs> it's a lesson, I think. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm down, I'm open for lessons all day. Any, anybody want to throw a problem at me and we can potentially mm -hmm. fail? That's a lesson. Yeah, I think I spent the last five, good five, seven years changing the the knowledge around the word failure, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the, the expectations of the, the, what society puts around it is ridiculous and really use it as a lesson. Uh, recently, I got really close to getting some, like a large amount of seed capital for my business. And I jumped through every hoop. I'm like, you don't ask white founders for this shit, but OK. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, kept going and got to the final stage. They told me to get a lawyer. They were going to send term sheets for folks that don't know much about investment, whatever. It's just a it's a it's a sheet that says, OK, this is the investment. This is the rate of ownership, that, the equity that you're going to give and whatever. Um, and I was about to get it and then didn't get it. And I was visiting my boyfriend in Paris at the time and I was in bed and I just, you know, I was already like spending the money. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna quit my nine to five. I'm gonna hire my friends. And already like the money was already spent, already spent, you know? And, and then having to confront the fact that, no, I wasn't gonna get the money. Uh, and that I, I had to, I had to still continue with the vision of the business, still continue thinking about uh, what, what the next step was. What happens when you don't get the thing that you want and how do you deal with failure? I dealt with it by just staying in bed, you know, for a little bit, you know, that's how I dealt with it until my boyfriend was like, you know, um, so give yourself a few days and let's just wrap this up. Yeah. Um, 
and and realize that actually like them saying no it, this is the thing we don't we don't get the the perspective of time right in that moment we get that failure and then we don't know if that's actually an l or if it's a it's a, a misdirection a pivot you know it, it sometimes it feels like you're a, i don't know a planet or whatever maybe a meteor you you hit something and you ricochet and it sends you to another direction what which may be the path that you need to be on we don't have the perspective of time i don't know if this was an l or a blessing i don't know it felt like an l felt like a really big l it felt like a hundred and seventy five thousand dollar l you know um but um but but what i what i realize is like when we when we were talking about process and you know i i realized actually if i had gotten the money it would have been like okay now i got to hire the team i got to mm. it would have that blessing would have turned on to, to become another challenge in another way you know now it's about building the thing you know building the idea and and so so what does it look like to actually like submit to the process right submit to the journey know that this is the destination right we can have visions and be grand and project all of the things we want in our future but the truth of the matter is is like all i have is right now right all i have is like looking at your face and connecting with you right now that's it that's all i have that's all that i have and then it's gone and and um and and you have to reconcile the person that you are in the present moment. Before I got here, I was like bugging out my boyfriend and he was like, uh, you need to chill. Why are you so stressed out? Why do I have to feel it? You know, and 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 you have to reconcile like, oh, wait, is this the is this what I'm building? Is this the legacy that I'm like a, a dick, you know, to the people that I that I care about? Is this like is this what I want? And no, actually, that's not what I want. And um, and 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 and. and and when you when you stop focusing on like that that end goal vision and and remember that all you have is right now it changes the orientation of your life in my opinion and my orientation is like okay uh being in the united states we glorify work you got to work hard work all the time around the clock do you grind how like rise and shine got rise and grind like it's <laughs> all of the rhyming words with grind it's not it's 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 not necessary what i realize is like i was still ride with him even if he wasn't doing anything because hmm. he's dope and his energy's dope and i want to be around morgan i want to be around you know it, it's not about they could stop doing what they were doing you know and i would still ride with them and so what is it what is that what does that mean well for me it means like okay we're all ambitious we all have goals but when i think about squad when i think about hmm. uh just like process and visions or whatever i think about like yo i just want to be happy and I want to work hard sometimes and sometimes I want to lay in bed. So what is that? How, how can I architect a life that facilitates that, you mm -hmm. know, and keep people around me that are compassionate, that forgive me uh, and that that, like you said, we're, are smarter than you, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm smarter than them. Um, <laughs> not all the time. Not actually not, not all the time. Uh, not often at all, actually. Um, not even once. Uh, so. <laughs> Keep it on. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and 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 do I do I enjoy that life? You know, because that's that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, I I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to I don't want to work hard all the time. That's some BS. You know, we got to get over that. It's not about work, y'all. It's it's about for me. It's about getting free. So mm. so. Can I can I love while I'm doing that? Can I be happy? Can I push myself to a limit sometimes? Can I relax? You know, that's to me that's what it's about. Yeah. When I think about failure, um, I just constantly have to remind myself that I well, my personal belief is that the universe is not here to punish us, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, unless you're out of alignment with the universe, then you got to get right. But then it'll stop punishing you. Um, but I think it's true. I think that um, when you are like exactly, I think that when, that's what I'm saying. I think that when you are high performing. Um, when you are, when your aspirations are constantly high, when you're a person that is like multi-skilled, right? You could really do anything, right? You could, if you didn't like have any kind of passion, not like anything, but you could find something and then you could do it and maybe that would work. Um, But I think that like what we call failures, or at least this is how I have to think of it for myself, what we call failures are really just like lessons, right? And some lessons are like easy lessons, like the things that work, you still learn from it and that's good. And then the things that don't work, they're just like harder lessons. But I think that they're not failures, right? Because if you were out of alignment with what you were supposed to be doing with the world, right? that would be the failure Mm -hmm. but if you're like closer to what you're doing then you're you're good like i um felicia and i used to work at uh the same place um that was like full of like really maybe not exciting but just like high performing like high functioning like type a folks right and they brought felicia and i in there to do a thing together and it required a lot of hours a lot of time like it was like uh this is us putting our entire life into this thing and it was beautiful i think and everybody else thought that too but it was a poor business decision for the company and um at the end of that project i got laid off and a lot of the people that we worked with on that project got laid off and i remember like everybody was like sending the text of like oh my god we're so sorry to see you go and blah 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 and i was like thank you god for getting me out of this thing that like was taking up all of my time was like eating my life and I was just doing it because I was good at it not because it like moved me or like you know what I mean I just liked and they pay me a lot of money that's really all it was you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so I think like sometimes the failures just like teach us to get back in alignment like it does it sometimes it'll take some things like you know a steady paycheck and things like that away from you but yeah. it's putting you on your path and I think that's all the journey a lot of it you do have to trust <clears throat> yeah we were in this place together and I remember when I first saw you come in the office and I was like, who is that? <laughs> who is so that? <laughs> What's happening? Like, and I just like perked up because, I mean, yeah. we, you know, we got it. Mm-hmm. We were like here. And then we were like, what's everybody else doing? They're crazy. You know what I mean? But it was good were. to have <laughs> We needed each other. We needed that experience. I left shortly after because, you know, things had changed so much. And like mm-hmm. the people that were doing such good work, you know, it kind of was all for, well, not nothing, but kind of. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it felt mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? Um, and But that was just part of the process. And you just mm-hmm. have to kind of trust it 
in this weird way that I recently learned now that I live in California. I'm like, you know, just open up to the universe and all this stuff. But like, <laughs> but it's so, I'm like such a believer now. <laughs> it really is true. And then after that, I was like, well, you know, I was thankful that I met such great people there and like, okay, well, this, this is not the thing now, but I met these great people. Let me yeah. kind of see what else is next. And that led me to the next thing, you know, and being, being open. And mm -hmm. one thing that you guys talked about was like, you know, building a new tribe or meeting people. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to happen if you're not open to it. Like, mm -hmm. and I know for, you know, a long time I've been, you know, closed off. It's like, you know, that you know, New Yorker commuter mentality where you're just like, you know, like this, tunnel vision. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as I drop that and kind of be a little bit more open and listen more and, and mm -hmm. kind of see what people are doing and observe a little more and like really try to open up to that. Yeah, yeah I'm been, so yeah. many things I've just been thinking about. Uh, it's, it's true. Yeah, like, like you said, uh, to me, I, 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 failure is settling. Uh, like settling for like the things that you were just just used to, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you're used to always, I guess you could say you're, you're used to always winning. That's not like good, you know, mm. because it made it, that day it's, it comes there, it's, it gets snatched away from you. Mm. You're you're gone, you know. It's like a piece mm. of your soul just got to take away. Like damn, that's that's what it feels like, you know. And so, like you said, listening. Like, that's one thing I had to learn. I had to just shut up, you know, and just listen. <laughs> Look, she's looking at me right now. But she know, you know, like, she know that's where it's come from. It's just, like, listening, like, more, you know, and that's, I am. It's a practice, you know, just, like, pausing and just taking a break and then just, like, learning uh, from words from other people or just, like, just letting that person talk. You know, and just like just taking it all in, you know. So, to me, like I, like I said, going back to settling. My dad, he always says, like to me, it's like it's not always about you. Mm. Always, it, even when he said it, when it doesn't even make sense, I'm like, be right though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's right. That's what one thing I had to just kind of take away from it. Yeah. Hashtag never settle. Hashtag it ain't about you. Hashtag. <laughs> Also, hashtag TMA podcast, T-A-M-Y podcast, if you're sharing on the interwebs. One thing I'll share about failure, and it ties into tribe, and I love that, Pfizer, you touched on, like, yo, I don't, Adrian, if you quit everything tomorrow, you're still going to be my homie, right? And I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned in failure is, one, wanting more for someone than they wanted for themselves, and two, using that as a tool to be like, all right, you're going to do it. You could be on the squad because I believe in you. And even though you, your performance is horrible right now, I know that you can do great things. Um, and the failure in that was it cost me $15,000. And sometimes um, the biggest lesson I learned through that was that not everybody can come along for the ride, right? You want your home, you want so much for your homies. And if they're not there yet, let your homies just not be there yet. That's the best thing you can do for them as a friend is to give them the space to grow and transform into their own um, so we talked about failure and I know the big sexy word success pops up a lot and it terrifies a lot of people and I think it's one of those words that you need to define for yourself so how are you all defining success for yourself and your work as a person and your projects um, and what does success look like for you mm -hmm. to me, me success success and failures are very dangerous things mm. uh, it's setting expectations and that's when, you know, things break down. Um, so 
I have a whole theory about those words. Um, but in general, to me, it's aligning my values to what I do on a day-to-day basis and be able to wake up and feel, you know, I think it's just alignment hmm. with what I do. My values. I think success is peace. You know, that's what, at least for me, you know, like I I really want to find peace. I mean, and I think it's not about, you know, I think a lot of people, they they equate success with money and, uh, you know, objects and things like that. And I think that's why a lot of people get those things Mm -hmm. and are still not very happy, you know, are still not very content because they never found peace. And, you know, I think through like even what Adrian was saying, you know what I mean? And just being like... Listening, you know, a lot of that for me comes through meditation, right? And this this idea of meditation teaches you, you know, this that peace is within you. It's none of this stuff that's outside of you, right? Like none of like house, car, big bank account, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like that that isn't success. And I think it's unfortunate that us on this side, you know, uh, in America, if you will, have have sort of painted that picture of success, you know, of of that because it's not. And I think that's why. A lot of the people, you know, that I, I I look at and have been, a lot of people that they've said that are successful, you look at them and, and like, and they've, they've fallen, you know? Like, what happened to Mike Tyson, right? He was successful. He had it all, you know? And it's real. He had it all, right? But he had no peace, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what happened to Michael Jackson? You know what I mean? He had it all, right? But he had no peace. And so I think, to me, that's that's really where, where success comes from. Some, similar note, and I think, Faz, I think you said something about designing the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, that's success. Um, and not only that, but going back to the question about failure is to have the freedom to risk failure and then still have that life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. Because I think um, we're a privileged bunch mm-hmm. to talk about failure as a lesson. While in this building, that's one out of two. But in those uh, high rises across the street, mm-hmm. you talk about failure, that means somebody not eating. Mm-hmm. And so like to have the freedom to fail, that's success. Right we should, right. Let's just everybody just Brendan. Let's just pack the mics up. I mean, so we, we got okay. right donuts. Yeah, it's really Thank you so much, guys. For today. About to go lay down. <laughs> lay, lay down meeting. <laughs> I like that. Follow that taxi line. Um, so I want to do some something called word association, and I'm going to open the floor to all of you. I know you may have specific questions that you want to ask some of the panelists, and I like to close every episode out with a word association. So I will throw out a word. All seven of you, shout out to like the biggest panel on earth right now today. <laughs> I'm like, there's so many voices. Um, I'm going to throw out a word, and you let me know the first word that comes to mind when you hear it. At the same time? Wait, like an order? At the yeah, wait, we're just going to shout it? <laughs> don't shout. Don't all shout. Okay. You can okay. take turns. <laughs> okay. I just said all seven of y'all don't need to chime in on the word. There's all enough right, words. Yeah. There's enough words. Give each other eye contact. Let each other know who's going to get first. I can only see the back of Coley's fro right now. <laughs> <laughs> Staring to Coley's fro and oh then God. no. <laughs> all right. First word, love. Needed. Passion. Dang, I was going to say that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Blackness. Me. Lives. Love. Uh, vulnerable. Vulnerability. Ooh. Thanks, fine. Scary. <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> Jay-Z. <laughs> 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 Balance. Needed. Needed. 
Yes. <laughs> yes is your word? Yes. It's about important. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, it's, it's the most important. Spirituality. Hmm. Love. Necessary. Yeah, needed. That's yeah. Needed. Openness. Yeah. Evolution. Mm. Communication. Listening. Listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Job. <laughs> Job. <laughs> yeah. Music. Forever. Life. Drug. Drug. I'm gonna sneak this question in. What are y'all listening to right now? Top three favorite songs or artists? I just feel uh, like we on. need to know oh, this right man. now. No. <laughs> we need. They want to know. The people want to know. Toro's new album. Okay. Jay Z. Obviously. Sylvan. Sylvan LeClue. Is that how you say his name? Does anybody know him? Sylvan LeClue. Big fan of that. Okay. Yeah. I just started re-listening to the DJ Danger Mouse Jay Z White Album. Yeah. Wow. Gray album. Sorry, Gray Album. Yeah. It's the Beatles White Album. Yeah. I'm... With Jay Z's Black Album over it. Mm-hmm. It is so dope. It's been a while. It is, yeah. so, and it, I, I haven't heard that. it in so long, and I was like, let me bring this out again. It's magic. I'm gonna have to dust yeah. that off. That's okay. Anyone else? I fell back into some Dungeon Family. Old school Dungeon Family. I was camping in Tahoe, making people listen to yeah. <laughs> making people, yeah. making people. Yeah. You know what? You know you can like you can be polite about your music and and not. So you kind of gotta like I take the ox cord. Exactly. Dungeon Family and I call Wendy. Vic Mensa's new project. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, like yeah. Oh, Smino. Yeah, still. Mm-hmm. Shout out to STL. Okay, okay, back into the word association. <laughs> Unless you had one. No, I was going to talk about Donald Lawrence, and so we don't have to do that right now. It's okay. It's Maybe in the networking section. Yeah. In the relationship sure. building section <laughs> of the podcast. Next question: Future. Wait, right. is that a, the word? Or word. That Next word. word. Oh, yeah. You're talking about artists and future. You're listening. You're listening. Like, like future, future? Okay. Okay. I, uh, I don't want to talk about him right now. I mean, I guess. I don't want to talk about him. You don't have a budget. Molly? You said Molly? Yes. Dear God. Drug addict. I mean, that's messed up. We associate future. Future the word. Yeah, yeah. The music. See what they're doing to us. Oh, man. How old's on? Infinite. Okay. Blank canvas. Past. Baggage. Never forgot. Baggage is real. That's America Badusha right there. And the last word I'll ask, and I want you each to answer, you can give you a full response to this. Legacy. What do you want to leave behind? Art. Power. Vision. It just has to be a word. You can, mm-hmm. I can just see Faisal. You was listening. You could give me the full sentence. Oh, see, because I, I <laughs> sorry, but it's just all right. oh. Um. Mm-hmm. So wait. <laughs> oh, see. Like, so what happened, so what happened was five words. Yeah, yeah. One five years. Five words. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like legacy for me is is like every interaction I have. I want for anyone that like comes across me, gets a hug from me to feel like I left a positive impact in their life. That's it. That's that's the only legacy I'm concerned with. Same here. If I can help one person, that's it. I don't... Yeah. I think I, I always think about a younger version 
of myself, which is, you know, this little Boricua in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And then here I am now, an art director in California. Didn't see any of that coming. And for all those little girls in the Bronx or wherever, mm. like, you don't know what's going to happen. Be open to it and don't let anybody define that for you. Because mm. um, it's, you could do anything. Yeah. That's right. uh, it's real. Never let anybody define your legacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want, uh, I guess, those who I, I guess, uh, inspired uh to just follow their dreams, follow their path, mm -hmm. and l let them know that it's possible. You know, I'm from St. Louis, it was really rough. Yeah. My neighborhood I grew up in was really rough, and I want everybody to know, like, that it is possible to escape that. Yeah. Oh, don't nothing last forever except for roaches, styrofoam, and stories. <laughs> 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 like, Roaches, styrofoam, and stories. No, yeah, so I, I want to leave behind a good story, man. A story of political change, a story of art, a story of creation, a story of flaws and failures, mm -hmm. and a story that's worth telling. Right. Yeah. I love that. She's listening, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Attentive. I was, if you wanted to add more words, but I'm happy with your one word. No, uh, power was my word, but I think that, like, if you expand on that, it's still similar to Adrian. I, I, I don't know. When I say it, I was like, this is not my life, it was really like, I don't know right. what this is. Right. Um, and it was, I think. I grew up in a situation that c did make and could have made a lot of people feel completely powerless. And I think that every day we experience so many things that make us feel powerless. And I just want us to know that we have agency. Like, I want us to know that we can choose something different. Not that it's going to be easy, but that's not the point. Um, so it's power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Amen. So on that note, yeah. I'm going to open the floor for some questions. I invite you all to pick our brains, ask things, <laughs> make comments, and then I'll let you know what happens next. <laughs>